Philosophy. Descartes. Debate. The Map Report. Map Report. Map Report. The awesomest discussion podcast in the history of the human species. Oh, yeah! Let me tell you of an interview with an old man emu. He's got a beak and feathers and things, but the poor old feather ain't got no wings. Aren't you jealous of the witch-tailed eagle? I'm better to da 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 Well, the eagle's flying round and round to keep my two feet firmly on the ground. Now, I can't fly, but I'm telling you, I can run the pants of a kangaroo. But I don't all right, in that case, welcome to the Mep Report number 131, November 18th, 2014. See, look at that. This time I got all of it right. Wow. I didn't acronym it. I didn't date it. I didn't, you know, misdate it. I, I got it all. You know, this is a lot of shows good. like in a row on a weekly format. If we're not careful, people are going to think that we're... We're serious about this. Or that we're losing our edge. You guys (laughs) are too disciplined. I remember in the old sloppy days when you guys didn't care and yeah. I like the once every seven week system. (laughs) (laughs) We all wear business suits now on a regular basis and it's all it's all has to go through corporate and marketing. Anyway, hello to everybody. We hope everyone is uh, having a good uh, week out there and uh, yeah, we are all here. Greg, Russ and Story are all here for your uh, entertainment over the next hour. And um, we hope uh, we hope everything is going well. And uh, I don't have anything specific, I think, to bring up um, today, gentlemen. I don't know what, what's going on right. in the world that I've got something to talk about. I've got but, something yeah. to drop <laughs> then on go. you guys. Bring it. Okay, so you know how two shows ago we talked about the uh, the possibility of uh, developing a MEP coin. Have you done it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is not the intro I was expecting for please, today's show. Please tell me you've done it. Whoa. So this possibility is very, very real. Yay! Uh, we, okay, you, you don't need a parade outside to celebrate I'm, MapCoin. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going is, to the this web- guy is a laser candidate, except that I'm podcasting right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were reacting to me. I'm like, wow. No, no, He's no. like, all right, you Just calm talking. down there, Greg. No, I can uh, tell talking. already it's... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a Kickstarter for us to get a new apartment pretty soon. Honestly. Yeah, I know. Or, it's insulation padding yeah, or some egg crate foam. I was gonna yes. say. Yeah, it's really all he needs. All right, I'm gonna go post um, the Mepcoin on every Facebook page ever. I'll be back. So, here's the thing. It's it's a little complicated. It's <laughs> no, because I'm it's the creation it of a currency. How hard could it be? <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm doing it myself. I didn't find any coders to volunteer. Um, but it is apparently after seven hours of 3 a.m. cryptocurrency article reading, um, it is possible to create your own altcoin uh, with this site that's called Counterparty. Um, and basically, what Counterparty is is it's a barnacle on the Bitcoin blockchain. So it's like built itself on top of the blockchain. It okay. calls itself a form of Bitcoin 2.0, of which there are a number of companies that do things like this, and. All of its transactions happen over the Bitcoin blockchain, which is supported by all of the infrastructure and the hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, investment, and etc. So, it, so basically, with, like having a website currency. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah pretty like much. Like you have a ser- you get server space, you brand it, color it in all fancy how you like, and then For, somebody just, else runs it. 
No? Can I just tell you about Counterparty for a second and how crazy yeah. this thing is? Like, we all know that there are 100 million alt currencies already, and you can have the Doge, there's Aurora coin, there's Namecoin, you know, you name it. Sure. Um, literally, because it's Namecoin. But the- <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were making that one up, actually. <laughs> nope. That's, no, that's no. actually a coin developed to register domains with, like, I don't know what the domains are, whether it's .namecoin or .coin, but it's you buy the coin so that you can buy domains under that system. Okay. Um, so, but Counterparty is this, like, fucking... It's like this Lord of the Flies, like, spinoff of Bitcoin. Do you know how they launched? They, they had anyone who wanted... First of all, they had no investment whatsoever. There's no investment capital. There's no venture capitalists. They're just like, hey, community of people who like this kind of stuff. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to issue you our own new currency, which everybody does. But the way that you get access to it is you have to take your own Bitcoin and sacrifice your own Bitcoin. You have to send it to this address where Bitcoin just disappear into a black hole, never to be seen again by anybody. So you like willfully Whoa. have to burn up a bunch of Bitcoins as a statement of faith in Counterparty. And then oh they'll send gosh. you their, the rights to like their their coin which is called this is XCP. like a virtual sacrifice ritual is like yeah. if you sacrifice your son you will prove you're like sacrifice your coin it's this crazy wow. ritual so like no none of this money real money via bitcoin which was about 2100 bitcoins which is something like 1.8 million in in the, in the evaluation at the time when they launched um none of that money was used which to is fund now counterparty it right, was exactly. just a big pile of bills that were burned at the counterparty ribbon cutting ceremony. Okay. and this is the site that you're thinking will be good for. for oh yeah, this is coin. this is uh, this is what we need. This is how it's done, <laughs> Russ. If this is a backdoor way to get us to support Johnny Bench and Blue Emu, we're not going to be happy with you. I'm telling you right. Okay, guys, now we have to sacrifice an emu, but I promise it'll be worth it. No, no, this is like it sounds much more like a fraternity ritual. Plan. It sounds yeah. like yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, now everyone get out their wallet. Now burn your money. Burn your money. Now now it's good. Now it's funny. Uh, but in a way, it's this genius <laughs> thing because we know that the, these cryptocurrencies like have no intrinsic value other than their utility or what value the community puts into them. So sure. at the point where you're asking people to sacrifice thousands of dollars of their own money just to get access to this new thing, you've kind of created your own kind of value because now you're super invested in this thing because you're like, well, I'm not going to be wrong about burning my pile of money so i better use this counterparty tool huh. that's fascinating it's a fascinating way of creating worth out of something that cannot possibly ever have worth i was yeah. gonna say it's <laughs> worth less yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, wow huh so, and I, like, like a I loyalty like, oath so their currency is called xcp um but they claim that it's not really a cryptocurrency because they don't want to be an alt currency. They want to be a barnacle on the Bitcoin network. Um, and so basically, they issued like 2.6 million of these XCPs upon the burning of the pyre of uh, 2,100 Bitcoins. And to make, to do certain things in counterparty, like if you want to create a new coin or you can use it for betting or. There are a number of other things that you can use these XCP coins for, but you oh, have to minute, kill XCP you said you could coins use it, to do certain things. So, like, if, I thought you said you could use it for betting, as in like <laughs> to sleep on. And I was like, wow, that's much more yeah. like physical than I imagined it to be. I, yeah, they're made of like I'm a sleeping on bitcoins. Polymer. The only actual use for paper money. 
They like redo the scene in uh, uh, Indecent Proposal, but all you see is to be more rolling around with air because there's actually nothing around her. Which actually, now that I think of it, uh, I'm a, oh, oh, sorry. Anyway. So <clears> for <throat> me to create map coin, I basically have to burn half of an XCP, um, which right now is a value of about seven bucks. So it costs me about like $3.50 to kill oh, okay. half of one of these things. Okay. It's definitely like a long lead into, so I'm going to need everyone's bank account. I was just waiting because he's like, because he says seven CP and Story and I are like, like that could be seven billion dollars or two cents. Like we have no idea what that means. Like somehow he's got this in his head. He's like, well, one CP equals 0.65 yen, which means six hundred billion quadrillion dollars. Like God, six, last five night gigawatts. At three in the morning, I went on the sketchiest uh, Chinese cryptocurrency trading site you could possibly imagine and was getting like confirmation messages in Chinese as I sent them Bitcoin and <laughs> oh attempted to buy XCP with my Bitcoin. And, like try to get it all off the network before people like stole my my life. I was gonna say, do you have a computer today? Like is it yeah. is it not infected with every Oh I've got oh my stuff, god. Man. So, so we, you so burned we can it. do this. Okay. No, I didn't do it yet because here's this is where I wasn't here's the ready catch. to make I was not ready to make this leap on my own. We have to sacrifice to several it. young women um to make this happen. Um not unlike the cult sacrifice that that yeah. has to happen. That's right? called counterparty analog is where yes. they need blood. Actual blood. <laughs> yes. Um so here's the thing. The world is our oyster. We're about to have a MEPCOIN currency that is totally real that's transferred through the Bitcoin network, which oh. has you know all of the faith and and money invested into the entire Bitcoin network to verify all the MEPCOIN transactions. But but there are a number of questions. Oh, how many MEPCOINs should exist? That's completely up to us. Um, Three, one for <laughs> <laughs> One uh. MEPCOIN equals one person, <laughs> sort of. Is that a strategy? Is that like no, just making a super rare, super no. rare? Exactly. No, no that I'm story's like no. That's the no. He's like no. That's the stupidest thing Greg's ever said. I'm like right, outstanding. I'm, I'm on the right track then. No, I, I, I actually think no. I like. Okay, seriously. Let's let's just back up and 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 explore this for two seconds. <laughs> if you were creating a baseball card company, and you were going to print Honus Wagner cards. You could make 40,000 of them and they will never have value ever because they're like bicycle spoke fodder. Or you could make that one error one that is the most valuable baseball card in the world. Story, Isn't there something make, innately... How can you make an error card if there's only one card? <laughs> okay, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's only one card, it's exactly what it is. It's not an error. <laughs> but, but I think part of the issue is You get what I'm that... saying? The rarity... Yeah. In its like scarcity by its nature is one of the only things that actually conveys value at all. I think I know what Russ is going to say in response to this, though, and that is that if I understand it correctly, there are constant divisions happening of Bitcoin and of these other coins. So that if I even said three MEP coins, it would just mean that like someone who has a thousandth of a bit of a MEP coin, right, has like some actual value, right? It's not like there'd actually ever be three in circulation. It's that they would be divided and fractionated, yeah, right? No, that's is, is that these are all these are all divisible if we want them to be up See, to look like at my knowledge. ten or hundred thousand? Right. Sure, See? but I just think it conveys the idea of scarcity. I yes. I, I kind of like three. Well, hey, fucking Bitcoin, they're only ever going to be. 21 million bitcoins ever and that conveys the idea of scarcity to the market so this is super scarce we're gonna be yeah. like we're gonna take they're gonna we're gonna take bitcoin and smash it to the ground we're like ah you have 21 billion we've got three what's up 
Yeah. I mean, here's here's the analogy that I thought of when Story said this, which is like, what if Indiana Jones collected all five of the Shankara stones from various villages in Southeast Asia, and right. then he issued a digital currency that rep- each one represented ownership of one of the Shankara stones. So there are like five coins, and if you have a coin, it basically it means that you have ownership over one of the Shankara stones. Those would be very valuable coins. There you go. <laughs> Super valuable. So three, there you go. There was actually <laughs> an, there was an East Asia, or uh, like Pacific Island civilization that had a currency system that was very much like this, that they had these giant unmovable pillars. I wish I could remember the name of the civilization because it would make this sound a lot more feasible. But they had these giant unmovable pillars and they just attributed ownership to the, of the pillars, even though they oh, couldn't be moved and couldn't be traded to nice. individuals like in the society. And they're just like, oh, I own that pillar. And it was basically just a way of doing like rotational parties. Like they would just hold potlucks mostly and then like say, well, how are you going to pay this? And they'd pay the equivalent of the caterers like you now own this stone. And then it gets passed around until the next person has to throw <laughs> a party. A or whatever else. You see that over there? Yes. Yeah. You own that now. It's mine. All right. Yeah. But everyone, I mean. If you think about it, it is every bit as ludicrous as like any other sort of currency oh, sure. format or sure. whatever else. But like sure. you know, all all that it was is you couldn't like let it flow through your fingers or you know rest on the bed or whatever else or you know fit in your wallet. But you you know for all intents and purposes, it conveyed wealth. You had it, and it just got traded around, and it was a fixed number. But there were only like you know twelve of these. So okay, so question one: okay. How many do we issue? That's an open question. Okay. Question two: What do these coins represent? Because they are basically whatever value that we imbue into them, they have. So we can say these coins represent ownership of the MEP report. And for now, we're going to own the MEP report, but we'll give tiny, tiny pieces of the MEP report to our fans so that they can have a stake in our website. Or we can say that these are like bonus fun coins that represent like if you get enough together, you can have like Russ leave a voicemail on your cell phone if you pay him 100 MEP coins or something like that. Like they're... You know, Which many would be very hard to do when there are only three in existence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bar. <laughs> Keep trying. They'd have to bribe one of us. Like if they have, they're like, all right, which one of us gave the guy the ability to make Russ leave a message? Greg, where's your MEP coin? Where did you put it? Yeah. Do you get to be a guest on the podcast if you pay us enough MEP coins back into the MEP coin? Well, issue? these are not. These are these can be two separate questions, right? We can have it say like it symbolizes the number of flights that the emu will take, but then also have promotions where it's like if you accumulate X number of Mepcoin, then Y, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. but I guess yeah. So the core question is like, right. What do these coins represent? What does it mean? Are they the what emu life mean? force? Are they like? Access to a secret society of meppers that exist beyond normal meppers? Like I don't know. But wait, though, like, is there external applicability to these? Like, is there a way that at some point they be- they become not self-referential so that they begin to have some external value, i.e. Greg, people are like, yes, this is- ask, ask fucking Dogecoin. How am I supposed to know? Like, those things. Well, I don't know. Like, was, joke, was And now they are worth, you know, a two tenths of a cent each. So, okay. So, like, theoretically, we could get to the point where we could be buying and selling Bitcoin with MEPCoin that was initially just for MEP things. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost immediately, if I want to, once I have it created on the counterparty network, um, you can have it listed on an exchange so that they all have an exchange rate against Bitcoin, even if it's, you know, your currency's worth 0.000001 Bitcoin. Like, there'll be an exchange rate based on the demand for it. 
is that's interesting. I wonder if there's a way to like goose demand, like like have people be like, you know, never mind this. Where's Mepcoin? What the hell's Mepcoin? I don't know. The heck with your Dogecoin. Dogecoin is so 2014 earlier this year. How about Mepcoin? <laughs> we need Mepcoin now. You know, like I I'm wondering if there's a way to like goose the demand. You know, because yeah, obviously, like all of these things that you're talking about are really fun, and I could see like lots of applications. I but I mean, you know, my ultimate goal is as much, you know, we love all our fans. My ultimate goal is for us to go forth and conquer. You know, I feel like we've done, you know, our our MEP army as it were needs to go forth and and start dominating, you know. Maybe and by, and by dominating point. I mean, you know, engaging in the democratic process and respecting the rights of others, but really I mean dominating. So maybe uh, a MEP coin can come to represent like if you want one of your friends to go meep, meep, meep at you, you have to give them some portion of a MEP coin. <laughs> And that's and that's certainly the there should be some some translation into emu mating dances of some mm-hmm. sort right right right, definitely, right 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 definitely yeah i mean part anyone of, part that of the sends us a picture board. of an emu mating dance it's worth some map or coin. a trip to omaha right. paying a trip to omaha maybe like like something doing like emu that. mating dances near omaha destination flights right. is bonus map For sure. oh yeah yeah yeah, if like you can get yeah, like uh, allows you to emu mating dance in omaha we will definitely send you some map coin <laughs> investment in a civil war reenactors camp that that has ex NFL players going to it, um, you know that that could also be basically the most insidey of inside jokes. I'm just saying, like that that'll be valuable. Yeah, all I, of a sudden you're encycl you you four of you your encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of 131 uh, podcasts will now be worth an actual currency. Somewhere Zimmy is just cackling right now. <laughs> He's like, I'd be rich. Like, I knew it. it. Chad I and knew Joe. all of those hours were worth it. The time has come. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, now wait, but like all the stuff that you did, so what? So what's involved in this? So you burn, you so you burn so an amount of, I, ritually well, sacrifice a goat that was only That was only at the founding oh. of, and then they created a finite number of these counterparty XCP currencies. So I just bought one of the ones already in existence on another cryptocurrency exchange market with Bitcoin that will survive in the pockets of whomever just sold me their XCP. Okay. And then, so I have some number of XCP now, plenty to create like another asset class, and that's going to be MEPCoin, but we have to make these decisions about the parameters. But wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that someone else has theoretical control? Is there a parent company for our MEPCoin now? Like they could be like, oh, wait. I'll control it. It'll just exist within the counterparty infrastructure, which is, again, a giant barnacle on top of the Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes down, uh, the emu goes down with it, is oh, basically yeah. what you're trying to say. Well, hey, yeah. that's way better than pegging it to, like, we're starting our own currency that needs its own blockchain out of, like, our three laptops are going to process. <laughs> or, like, the government of Colombia or something, yeah. We got it covered. <laughs> Why don't we peg it to gold? That always works. Let's talk to let's talk to Vox. The, the gold stand. I'm actually having a hard time thinking about whether Ooh, William Jennings we? Bryant. Is there William a way Jennings- to repeg it? Well, no. could, yeah. I, we would have to to do that. We would literally have to issue gold to anybody who traded Mepcoin back to us. Like that's how you peg it to gold. <laughs> well, well, we could do that. Gold. How much you guys got? I got yeah, like I, was... I think I, I got like a gold watch band somewhere, maybe. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like William Jennings Bryant would not be delivering his. You will not crucify me on a cross of Mepcoin. I don't. I don't think. I'm guessing. You know, like. I, I mean, we could symbolically somehow. I, look, here's the thing. Just a question. There's no. Unlike There's no Bitcoin, limit to what you can do. <laughs> so Bitcoin's being mined right now by computers. It, with this, all of the currency that we invent is all going to exist at once, and then it's just up to us to allocate it how we want to allocate it. So it's not like people are going to be using their computers to mine for MEPCoin. More likely, it'll be like, 
looking for fun references and obscure episodes to email us about to mine for MepCoin or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. So all the coins that are going to exist once we create them, all of them will exist at once. And I don't think we can create any more after that. Okay. So in terms of pegging it to gold, like we can't say, you know, there's going to be an inflation based on the gold price. Like right, I get this I get set of saying. things that will exist. Right. And it's up it's to like us. It's like Honus Wagner it. baseball cards. They ain't making yeah. no more. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. So I mean I this is this get is to ex- work. That's- I know, it's incredibly <laughs> exciting news. I, I feel like well, I mean I I've, it, <laughs> Is there like some template? Like, I mean, when Dogecoin <laughs> came out, were they like here? You know, like the the obvious way you always start is with five or seven hundred and fifty eight thousand point six or like. No, did, did... we have no idea. We may give out absurdly high amounts of Emu coin at the or Mep coin at the beginning, and people be like rich, and then later on we'll realize, hey, we should not be giving to Mep coins every time somebody comments on a blog article because so we are fighting we are in completely have, in the dark here yeah yeah i no longer it. think three is the correct number <laughs> i'm now gonna withdraw my support for three <laughs> well it's fine as long as we can give like fractions of three you can yeah right? I mean, but nobody wants a fraction yeah they want a Mep coin people want their own oh, coin man um, my initial idea was three million and then each one of us would control a million of it and do whatever we saw good. fit that's that was promising. my initial idea. I've wanted to be a millionaire for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> a million Bepcoin. <laughs> At what point do tax implications come into this? Like, when do I get, when does the lien come? When, when do I have to listen to the radio ads telling me to settle up with the IRS? When does that happen? Well, the whole reason that Counterparty opened their business in this kind of Lord of the Flies ceremony instead of just raising venture capital was to escape capital control since like technically they didn't raise any money. They're not a currency exchange. They're just the thing. So I don't I think they're pretty in the dark the dark areas of the uh, financial regulations for, for some time. Also I'm pretty sure at the point where you have to worry about taxes on Mapcoin is where you have to stop worrying about a lot of other things in your life. So <laughs> that's that's true. When you reach that problem, I yeah, think exactly. we've won I think we've won in a big we've way. Won at that point. If yeah. wherever the IRS is ever being like, What about all these Mapcoin? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as Mep long Coin as Empire. long as we can then settle up with them, not with also, them. Also like, like five Mapcoin for the first person who gets an IRS agent to say Mapcoin. Like, oh just, yeah, that's true. That's true. Just make them as acknowledge long as they, it and watch their yeah, brain explode. As long as they say it in a way where they're like, "Now you must settle up with us in the future, not because you did this. It's time to go to jail for Mepcoin because like, you know I, right. I don't All right, I don't know whether I do that." Here's a, I'm a little of a Mepcoin. Move along. Anyway, exactly. I'm you, a little sir. troubled by this though. I have to say because you using you keep using this this term that it's like a barnacle mm-hmm. on a Bitcoin boat, basically, yep. and and you keep referring to it as it. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me think of it as being this vaguely self-aware thing that like constructed itself, and I'm I'm starting to wonder if this is like some bizarre way you get to have your fantasy of an AI taking over the Earth with you in control. Like I'm what uh, who exact like what do you mean it's a barnacle like the, the more the, who that made I read, this barnacle the more that I read and again I'm not a code monkey so there's one there's a level of obscurity in this whole thing which is like I cannot build any of this stuff so there's some level of knowledge I just won't have but Great. the more that I read about these little micro communities of programmers and these like who fracture off of other groups who are doing bitcoins and cryptocurrencies I'm convinced that like the whole modern financial structure is going bye-bye in like the next 10 years given what these guys can do right now in their tiny little communities. Like, the whole point of Counterparty was to give Bitcoin more functionality that it has because this thing 
the blockchain, which is this giant public record of every Bitcoin transaction that's kept by computers all over the world, is like a bank's ledger, except it's not under control of a bank. It's under control of random computers all over the world. And so the power of that is that everything that's recorded in there is the most secure thing. It's like way more secure than having a notary stamp something. And it's way more secure than having like an escrow manager sign off on the escrow of your house because it's verifiable by millions of other computers every time something's recorded. So all of these like middle middleman, like middle management financial jobs are all going away. They're all gone okay. in 10 years. So, so who gets to be Federal Reserve Chair of MapCoin? <laughs> now we're asking good questions. Yeah, yeah. Who's the Ben Bernanke of this situation? Like, I mean, uh, other than the fact that we're not ever able to issue any more MapCoin, so I don't know what the Fed oh, would be I guess doing with that's its true. It does. Wait, like, this makes the Fed useless. Uh-huh. Epic win. That's oh, what that's Well, no, so we about. become the Fed, right? Yeah. What if the... Whoa, 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 whoa. I, no, listen, the Fed listen, is like actually I, floating correctly instead of being manipulated. No, but look, look, look. I've seen It's a Wonderful Life. And what happens when Mr. Potter tries to shut down the MepCoin bank and we have to keep it open like by keeping the bank? How do we prevent runs on the bet? Like what if MepCoin inflation exists? Like how do we how do we help unemployment in our in our MepCoin economy? Like we ha- these are things we need to consider before we engage in this action. Like okay. how to keep currency inflation from there's happening in MepCoin world. Here's this, there's never. I don't want to be Mr. Potter, Russ. There's Russ, never going I to be, be inflation Mr. in MepCoin ever because you don't get to be Jimmy finite Stewart. number of MepCoin. <laughs> There'll always be that number of MepCoin. We're not going to print any more MepCoin. If we somehow, by some miracle, <laughs> run out of 3 million MepCoin and we decide, God, there's all this demand for MepCoin, we can do like a MepCoin silver release, but it won't be MepCoin. It'll be what? some other thing. MepCoin silver? <laughs> It'll be like <laughs> secondary <laughs> shittier MepCoin. It's MepCoin DLC. <laughs> Uh, Is that like Centrum Silver? Yes. Would that be a dietary you supplement? You've tried MepCoin, now MepCoin yeah. Silver. Oh my god. <laughs> For emus over 50. Are you serious? Wait, so so hold on. So <laughs> so inflation is not ever a worry ever because there are only so many MepCoins that will ever exist. Okay, I have to ask this question, and this is actually a good way to sort of give uh, Greg his uh, his his five second um, finance lesson for the day, because this has always been something that's troubled me. Even, and I actually do know have you know a few stocks and things like that that are associated with a, with a retirement account, and also some stuff from uh, my parents uh, when they passed away. So I'm curious. One of the things that's always concerned me is when when actual money happens, like. <laughs> Like when, when do you actually do things like with the mo- like when I, when can I walk into a store and be like hi here's some money and and they are like yes this is money we will take here is this thing I'm curious about when that stage happens or if this continues to exist in its own limited meposphere because clearly Dogecoin which as you said was a joke somehow became worth something but no one walks in and pays for something like in a store with Dogecoin, right? Like eventually they trade it back for m- money so, or, or like what? Help, help me out, please, financially. Um, okay, I'll answer as best as I can. Not, again, it's still not being an expert in any of this stuff. Compared to us, Russ. <laughs> okay. You are the Neil deGrasse Tyson of uh, Bitcoin, okay? <laughs> okay, so even... Uh, Walking into a store, you can, in certain instances, pay with Bitcoin by walking into a store in the same way that you'd pay with a credit card, which is just two parties agreeing 
that some transaction has value because they vouch for you. And in this okay. case, it's the blockchain, the record of all the Bitcoin transactions, vouching for the fact that you have this currency that some number of millions of people put value in. So therefore, it's traded at a certain level. I mean, look, do, can we just get like super deconstructionist for a second? Like, why does a dollar bill have any value at all? It's because people say that it does. Because right. the government says this is a thing that you can it's trade a proxy. for things. It's but they did that before I arrived on the scene. So yes. what I would like to know is how we can make that happen without me having to convince people that they should, in fact, use a coin, which, by the way, must have a picture of an emu on the front and then a picture of us three um, on the back. I oh, just yeah. want to say. So, and this is can, all ego service anyway. So. If we really want to spend money, like we can issue like a physical MEP coin. It'll just cost us the money to like have it be created and then... Each one will represent a map coin. Um, <laughs> My here's an analogy. Three, if we do that, <laughs> if you ask somebody <laughs> on the street, like, why do all these people speak English around here and not Esperanto? And the answer is because it's just from whatever reason, through whatever twists of fate, like uh, a plurality of people, enough so that it was way you know better for your life functionality to speak English than it was to speak Esperanto. So we would basically be the guys being like, we're going to speak Esperanto, and anybody who wants to join our Esperanto club is welcome, but we do not expect this to be the language that you know most people communicate in ever. But the Esperanto give... club, hey, they can talk Esperanto all day long if they want to. However, on our website, we will feature the first instance of you going into a mall and trying to pay in MepCoin, <laughs> because that will be awesome. Uh, that, is, that is the best thing ever. Well, no, what you do is you spread, you, no, 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 you, you, you spread it out so you have a bunch of people. It's like a flash mob, except with MepCoin. You send them into the mall at the same time, oh, and you send yeah. them to different stores. And then and everyone's like, and- like, I've heard these people. I went to yes. three different stores, yes. and they were all can I pay in MapCoin? Is that a yes. credit card that I can get? What's the interest yes. rate? Where do I find it? Exactly. Now you're and seeing it. Exactly. And that would not be difficult to do because you literally would only take about five people to do this. Like, yep. you know, really. And and then you just have to make sure that the five, because all five people, because the minute it happens, that experience, I can say this myself from having worked retail, the first time someone came in and said, I want to pay in MepCoin, that is a moment I would never forget in my life. So I would immediately be like, what happened? And like other stores would be like, well, here's what happened, you know? And I would spread the, I mean, now would there, now wait, is there anything illegal about me going in and trying to pay with MepCoin? Like, is that something where people are going to go, oh, no, wait a minute, that's not real currency. It's like, count. is that like using counterfeit money? How, how is that no. different? I mean, you're not trying to pretend that MepCoin is a US back dollar bill. You're just asking if they accept another. It's like it's like going in there with a sock that you crocheted yourself, and you're like, "Will you take this sock so for some eggs? Because I need eggs." Sock coin. <laughs> yeah, or and like you created yes, Greg's credit no. card, and you're like, "Do you take Greg card?" And they're like, "What? Yeah. Greg card?" You're like, like, "I take Greg card." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Greg card. <laughs> and you, they can say no, right? Like it's not like you're forcing them. It's not like take this emu coin, take this emu coin, or the whole thing goes. Like you, you know, there's nothing. There's no threats. It's just yeah, like. And then the question also is: Is it emu coin or mep coin? Because emu coin is a little bit has a little bit better name recognition, but mep coin is very clearly associated with us specifically, unless uh, members of European Parliament start using it. Well, and see, that's actually that is kind of a nice backdoor <laughs> angle because whenever you Google us, you get to read a lot of very dry, boring reports from very dry, boring European senators. But uh, but I think if there's going to ever be like that accidental, if the big break comes through some sort of accidental launch, 
it's going to be it's going to be through the confusion for a member of European Parliament. So I say, why not? All right, stay no, true to the brand. <laughs> stay true to the brand. <laughs> I really, I, 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 you know, it's too bad too that we because now if we issued physical money, we would we would we have to issue three million coins, or could we do like could we do three coins and then like the rest of it three million is all virtual. Um, I would think that the most reasonable way, if we really wanted to do that, would be to you know have some third party craft a few demo models of what MEPCoin would look like, and then say it costs a certain amount of MEPCoin to acquire this a physical, physical representation. Um, and so then those, given that they would be even scarcer than the digital currency MEPCoin, I would argue that those physical things would actually appreciate in value if MEPCoin became a thing because people. Would oh, be then like, we could have like a gold gap coins. where like physical gold mm-hmm. is even more valuable than the actual gold. Because if there were ever a run on gold, there's more virtually traded gold than physical gold. Yep. And so we have a virtual Fort Knox to preserve virtual gold. Yeah. Or, or okay. actually, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that this is true of currency, right? That like, if there were ever an honest-to-God bank run like you're talking about in This is a, in, it's a, this is a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this meta may be a life that is good to you. Whatever that movie was. Anyway, so... <laughs> But the point is, if there were ever an honest-to-God bank run, because only, like, most money is virtual right now. Most U.S. currency is virtual. So the argument is that dollar bills would actually be worth, like, $40 or $80 because most of our money is virtual. And actual dollar bills are, you know, if they were ever all cashed out, then the rest of the virtual money would disappear. Mm -hmm. So actual dollar bills are worth a lot. So the mattress is actually the yeah. safest place for yeah. your money if there's a bank run. Keep printing, Fed Reserve. You're doing yes. a good good job. Keep I printing. mean, I, I think that, you know, I think the implications of this are just, you know, staggering <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> um, um, and, and uh, you know, I, I, okay. So could we, and could we manufacture <laughs> I like, Greg. could we, ma- I, oh, yeah. Well, Greg's been broken hey, for about 20 Mapcoin, minutes. Hey, you want you got MapCoin. No, no, you Greg's been broken coin. for 20 you minutes. You get a MapCoin. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is actually coin. my job, though. I have to say, my goal has often been, I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'll share a story with you guys. I may have told you this before, but um, there was uh, probably, I want to say, back in 1995, I, I want to say, or 96. Um, maybe it was 96. Um, there was this experience on what at the time was Aptanet, which was the essentially the sort of the listserv for Apta at the time, um, which was the debate circuit on which Russ uh, and Story and I all debated. Um, and there was this guy who was um, going around and saying very, very hateful and like terrible things to people, like just very destructive and like very cruel and nasty, just like really bad, right? And nobody knew. And his name, his nickname was um, was Pablo Escobar. Um, um, not not any relation to the actual Pablo Escobar, presumably. Um, but anyway, so he was going around saying terrible things about people, and nobody really knew what to do. So he said a couple of things that were incredibly hurtful to friends of mine, and this is the time that I was working in electronics boutique. So I had a friend, and I went to seek this friend. And now this friend of mine um, is a person that... I'm trying to think of the best example. If you guys have read the story of Faust... Um, you only summon this friend in cases of deepest danger. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a risk that when you summon him, there'll be some blowback against you. So I said, I explained the situation to this person and I said, listen, 
I don't know. I don't necessarily want to know what you're going to do. We obviously know <laughs> nothing. Nothing physical must happen. We don't want to hurt the person physically. I said, but but something has got to happen to stop him from being able to communicate that stuff. And he's like, I will do what is necessary. Like literally says that. <laughs> and then he goes forth. And then he says, so he sent some stuff out to them. And basically, my what I understand he did was he sent him so many viruses and Trojans and things like backdoored everything that like this guy was going to destroy it. Then I, I sent, there was another message that the same guy, the person who we were trying to stop sent again to Aptonet the day afterwards. And it was slightly different. The name was slightly altered. So I sent it to my friend and I was like, listen, I don't know what to say about this, but he's like, he's like, Oh, I like how he's tried to, you know, disguise his IP that will have no impact on the ultimate result. And I was just sort of like, <laughs> it, I better just close the door and walk away because I don't even want to know. And all I can tell, you is a week or so after that the messages disappeared i assume because his computer had fried into bits from whatever what had been sent to him so the sort of lesson of this story to me is that when something like this happens you sort of start something going and then you walk away and wait for the aftermath to occur without you close to it and that's kind of the way i feel like you don't want to be the one actually engaged in this action. You just sort of, you summon them for these circumstances and then send them forth. And I feel like my job in much of my life has been to summon these things. And I made a somewhat possibly maybe vaguely targeted comment in the earshot of Russ that said something about how MEPCoin would be a really cool thing. And lo, two weeks later, um, Russ has discovered a way to do it. And now I, as the wide-eyed, um, you know, Pollyanna sort of, you know, financial noob of the group can be in this sort of wide-eyed way, say, but how? How, Uncle Russ, does this work? And they'll say, well, you shouldn't ask these questions, Greg, because truthfully, only there are some things that you are not meant to know. Okay, Uncle Russ, I understand, you know. And meanwhile, Uncle Russ goes forth and fights the good fight. So I feel like that's what's happened in this case, that he's created a currency and I don't even know how or what the implications are. And it may cause the collapse of several countries, but I feel like, you know, I feel like he's, he's done it in a way that um, gives me plausible deniability. So, Map Report 131, to be played at the Security and Exchange Commission <laughs> in 2027. <laughs> oh my God, right? But no, I mean, like, apparently, like, nothing, What apparently, none of this is illegal at all, right? This is all completely <laughs> legitimate, apparently, right? right? We're not... Uncle Russ, our is this country. totally legitimate? I guess in a way we're declaring ourselves our own country. Where is the first step? It's a pr- what? It's a- <laughs> what? You didn't tell me this. You just said it was a currency. I believed what? you. The Declaration of Independence is already like prefabricated by counterparty. They just do that for you, and then you have a uh, you have an Articles of Confederation which you just click accept. And then you get your own is counterparty run by anonymous. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm clear about this from the beginning. Is the symbol for counterparty a picture of the guy Fox mask from V for Vendetta? Is that well, because I like, want to make sure I know like with a hood or without a hood? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Uncle Russ. I can't really hear you very well right now. Your voice is breaking up. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> currency <laughs> because <laughs> redacted <laughs> redacted. Yeah. So if you guys can just email me your, uh, or rather, you should actually physical mail me your passports, and I'll I'll uh, destroy Great. those as the symbolic burning of proof of burn, which is how Counterparty was founded. It's literally called proof of burn. That's oh my God. how your shares were allocated. Where did this happen? There, their actual physical celebration was it held in like a an undisclosed location? I assume. It- I think they just announced it on the internet, like. Here's the way, because I was wondering, like, how do you burn bitcoins to begin with? And what they did was they just invented uh, a public bitcoin wallet address that was something like 
uh, counterparty XXXX123. And because that's not an actual public address to send Bitcoins, nobody knows what the private key is to access the Bitcoins that go there. And it's like impossible to figure out what it is with because of the level of cryptography and coding that, that uh, keeps it all secure. So, okay. so all those 2,100 Bitcoins or... Yeah, I think 2,100 Bitcoins are not really burned. They're just lying unretrievable in an account that is locked by, like, the most secure password in the history of anything. Ooh, ooh, like the cartridges, the ET cartridges that were supposedly buried in the New Mexico desert um, when Atari uh, burned a bunch of ET cartridges. <laughs> hey, those actually happened. That's a that's I know, I know confirmed. it did. Wait, wait, what? No, 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 you guys. All we have to do is peg MEPCoin to that. We just pe- we just peg it to the physical cartridges of the ET cartridges because but we don't nobody have the ET how- cartridges. Greg. Well, that's the point. No one will ever be able to get them back from us if there's a run. We could be like, well, they are they do physically exist on the planet, you know, and then they go off to some New Mexico desert and they go looking for them. I don't know why this makes sense, but somehow it connects together in a way that Mepcoin should be pegged to the three avatars of the Mep report, or maybe four, maybe. The three of us and the emu, or something like that, mm-hmm. and like it all—it represents your stake in the avatars of the MEP report. And if you own all of the MEP coin in the world, I think that you start broadcasting the MEP report yourself from your room, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it just passes on. All of a sudden, someone's like, "Welcome to the MEP report." Like, Wait a minute, what the hell? We've been like, oh, I paid for this. New you know? player. <laughs> We're like, guys, unfortunately, we can't do the show anymore because um, we need to pay a million be- MEPCoin to get back the rights to broadcast our own show. So, uh, interesting. So, this is, I mean, now, you know, you obviously did a lot of research into this. Do you have a sense, like, are, are there, like, a trillion cryptocurrencies? Like, how many uh, how many functional cryptocurrencies are there? I think about five. say, there, That actually have, like, any value at all? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, way less than that, that of any, I mean... Once you get past like the five most valuable cryptocurrencies in the world, it's like fractions of pennies on the dollar. They're all junk. All right. junk. So yeah, it's like Bitcoin, that. Dogecoin. What are the other three? It was like uh, that Bill Hicks old joke where we went into the Iraq war and we're like, Iraq has the fourth largest army in the world. And he's like, after number one and two, it drops off real fast. The, the <laughs> Harry, Harry Krishnas are the sixth largest army. <laughs> 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 it's like a, and the Salvation the Army war. is seventh. It's yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. The personal security force of yeah. this rich dude in Alaska is the seventh. Yeah. Um, okay, so it so it drops way off, but that's of course that's part of the point too is that it, we're not exactly on the ground floor, but if we're getting on the ground floor of being one of the few people to have thought about making our own currency, then you know. Who knows what happens when at some point everyone says, look, physical money is obsolete. Yeah, we You're could be the official currency, currency of some sort of illicit activity. That's it. Like, no, 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 no. Illicit, stop, no. Do... stop getting <laughs> well, in trouble. That's the no. main reason no. for cryptocurrencies. Listen, no, no, no. We just so need, like, no, I we only provide buy a service. Math with MEPCoin. It sounds no. like math. <laughs> <laughs> MEPCoin. <laughs> Remember when Nikkei's just... mom thought it was the yeah. meth house where she was hanging out? Like, oh, my God. Like, this is a confusion that is easily made and has been made before. There you go. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's so interesting, <laughs> the MEPCoin. But that's interesting because that, like, we need to be sort of, we want to be the source for people who are using, like, who are getting a particular thing. <laughs> like people who pick people who particularly want a certain kind of thing, which Are is you illicit. Talking about finance again, Greg. Not illicit. I'm 
financy guy. <laughs> I want to. I want to make sure that this does not. I've seen war games. I want to make sure this doesn't end with me having a like showdown with Dabney Coleman over like the last you know part of NORAD. And I know that's the way it works in that movie. And somehow this will lead us to that. I don't yeah, exactly I'm sure know how. Mepcoin will be the, the like the final straw in ending the U.S.'s <laughs> role as the world reserve currency. It'll be like we've created a basket of currencies. The last one will be Mepcoin. Like, God damn it! We could have got in there. Putin is like, you will pay for making Mepcoin, America. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that's apparently, um, apparently there's a lot of interest in Russian and Ukrainian investors who are watching the ruble and the Ukrainian mm-hmm. currency disintegrate, and they're putting their money into Bitcoin as a storage uh, facility so they don't watch their money inflate into nothing. So that's I happening, see. too. So, so we could be sort of a safe haven for them. Is, is that? Yeah, we could be like the Ukrainian breakaway safe haven. Where all the Ukrainians get their meth. That'll be great. I'm pretty Why? sure we're a safe haven for no one, guys. Just this, <laughs> there, There's nothing safe about what we're, we're talking about. We're probably a very unsafe haven, yeah. Oh, very unsafe. I love the fact that this is, of course, being communicated from... <laughs> this is being discussed now by us with Russ in his shamanic perch from which he shines lasers into the eyes of people who uh, bother him about his traffic. From Story, who lives in, and I quote, the Big Easy... Um, and plays poker for a living. Who of the three of us has the one allegedly responsible job? That's right, it's me. And I'm the one who clearly will be the public face that will take the fall because they'll be like, well, we always knew that Rust and Story had the Mastermind one, University the- Professor exactly. Gregory A. Wilson. Right, right. Uh, that's, that's how this story ends. Classic it ends with Patsy. me getting screwed, you know. Like and and then all and then you and I see I you know I see Russ walking away and all of a sudden the limp stops and he's like there is no Kaiser Soze that's how this ends <laughs> and I know I know it works that way and it's and it's just I don't you know so don't I went worry. from being excited to now being frightened about there, the implications no, of Mepcoin. There are no pyramid schemes. We're not going to just be like mail one Mepcoin to each of your seven friends and tell them to mail a Mepcoin <laughs> to each of their seven friends and then. Although since it's not in actual money, that might... <laughs> <laughs> why is Bernie <laughs> Madoff on the face of one of the coins? No reason. Just actually, not not even. We don't even know. Um, uh, do you see how easily it is to become corrupted by a fictional money system? Just introduce the idea, and we're already becoming, uh, you know, network marketers and Ponzi schemers. And <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's At actually true. In, you could ingest. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> because that's what we are doing. FCC, NSA, anybody else? This is all ingest. Satire. Um, satire. Satire. FCC. But I mean, it's interesting because, like, I had never thought about how easy. So you said it was a bunch of three a.m. conversations. How long did it take you, would you say, to figure this out? I mean, like, total time sort of spent thinking of it. Like, I wonder how this is possible to do. Like, it's sort of like the whole thing about the anarchist cookbook. They, they talked about, you know, the problem with the anarchist cookbook is that anyone can make a bomb really quickly. Like, how long would it take to replicate your process of developing a currency, which will ultimately be a safe haven for people oh, in Russia well, look, somehow? The whole, the whole point of these third-party Bitcoin 2.0 barnacle groups is that they provide... Uh, uh, <laughs> A they large number of groups? services, I call it, this is my, I coined this term, I mep coined this term. Uh, um, well done. <laughs> this is, uh, that's what we'll do. We'll invent words and peg coins <laughs> to words. To the words. <laughs> yes. Uh. I don't know what I was talking about anymore. I, um, uh, coin. Barnacles. Oh, how much learning did it take? There will be yes. barnacles. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just a random string of like Twitter and articles and clicking around and oh, the, the, but the point is that these companies are plug and play. So like you don't have to be a coder to do it, which is why they make it easy. So anybody can do it. It's very easy. Well, but plug and play meaning that someone somewhere has con- there's some guy behind a curtain who controls all of it, right? Like, there's some Wizard of Oz-ish type guy who someplace is actually, right? Like, that's the problem. They make it plug-and-play no, because... Greg, the they, whole no. point of this whole movement is that it's decentralized, that nobody has control over it. There's no kingpin. There's no mastermind. It's That just was the whole bunch. point of the communist revolution, Russ, and you know what happened? Stalin! Yeah. So, I'm just well, saying. There is no altcoin Stalin yet. He doesn't exist. <laughs> He's yet to have been born. Maybe when that shady fourth mapper shows up next week and <laughs> says that they definitely believe in all the ideals, we should uh, not let them have the keys to the castle. Right. The one who's like super earnest and yeah. is like, hey, I just really want to help out you guys. Any way that I can. Those right. are the person who are like, no. So where's my yeah. share of map coin? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So now who can now, as far as like issuing it, do yeah. we have to like speak to each other? Like, say someone comes to me and they're like, "Hey, Greg, you know, uh, I'm really, I really love the show. I'd like to buy, you know, I'd like to buy a bunch of websites. So here, I'm going to pay you a million web. I'm going to buy out your share of like a million map coin. Like, do I have to consult with you guys? Do you like have right of first refusal? Can you be like, no, I'm not doing like if if like if I sell mine and Story sells. 51% of his, thereby granting the person 51% of control over the map report. Like, can you block that somehow? No. By creating a second coin? That, no, I mean, no? I, that's, I think basically what I just set up was that we would all have our allocation of equal map coins and we'd all, we could obviously confer and talk about it. We're going to have to trust each other, boys. Yep. <laughs> How could this dilemma. end badly? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I really want you to be able to figure out a way to at least put this on poker, uh, like the poker stuff that you guys do, so you can figure out a way to make MepCoin like a poker, you know, viable poker option. Because like, cause when Bitcoin started, and I mean, I, I remember a little bit, not a whole lot about the history, but Bitcoin and then Dogecoin, <coughs> like the theory was that you could make a currency that ultimately would be usable for actual value of some kind. Like Dogecoin might have been a joke, but Bitcoin wasn't supposed to be, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, whereas Dogecoin started as a joke and worked also. See, but part it's still of the, the same here, principle. It's just a bunch yeah. of people agreeing to use this thing to transact with each other. Because what worries me is that this is exactly the kind of situation that is going to blow up and become an incredibly huge thing. Because, of course, because of the Internet. Right? Like, it's, it's clearly going to happen because nothing on the Internet makes sense. So, of course, MepCoin will become the most successful thing ever. So, I just want to know what happens when that stage occurs. Because I, I see it coming down the pike. Just I'm don't you sell right your MepCoins too early then, I guess. I, I guess. I guess. I don't know, man. I don't... They're just a thing that we just made up and now it's a thing. And that's... What do you do with that? I would love to see it on a ticker. Can I see it on a stock ticker? At the bottom of a... I'll get right on that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you jest, Russ, but that's how this t- this happened yeah. two weeks ago. You two weeks later. Right on it. Ticker is and done. here it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's... So. that's uh, Wow. That's pretty impressive, man. I think that that's... Uh, I, I, I am extremely impressed. I think that you should actually get involved in the uh, business of creating currencies for people. I feel, gotta, like, I feel like you know, you're going to be less impressed once we deal with the nuts and bolts um, actual physical use of this stuff because it's all very, very alpha and it's like 
probably all of us will have to open a counterparty wallet so that we can have Bit, uh, Mepcoin in it. And I'm probably going to have to send you guys like a little bit of Bitcoin because counterparty has to pay Bitcoin networking fees in Bitcoin for all of the altcoins that you're sending around. Um, so you need that. And then for anybody who we want to send Mepcoin to, I think they have to open a counterparty wallet because that's where oh, Mepcoin see lives. Now, it is see. a pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid yep. scheme. <laughs> So there's that. There's got to be a way to get around uh, that. No, no, no. What we do? No, I got it. I got it. What we do is we create a secondary currency called Ruscoin, oh, and we use Ruscoin to underwrite our use of Mepcoin, so that we're always buffered in some way from the actual having to do what you've just explained that I've already forgotten. Now, um, that's, part, that's part of my understanding <laughs> is that all of the the addresses to send and receive money are the same as Bitcoin addresses. So theoretically, anybody who has any kind of Bitcoin wallet from anywhere should be able to receive MEPcoin, I think. But okay. I'm not positive about that. But that's still... <laughs> sounds good. Pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's it pretty sounds awesome. like it's workable. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. We're going <laughs> we're gonna to spam. <laughs> we're going to spam them all and ask them if they take MEPcoin. Oh my God, I would love that. I, do you, do you guys know how the first interaction that I had with uh, with Counterparty was I went to Reddit and I'm like, of course, I'm sure there's a Counterparty subreddit somewhere. I just need to learn about this stuff. So We need to make a MepCoin subreddit also, by the way. I think that's important. Just to sort of build buzz before there's any reason to have any buzz. I'm just letting you know. So the first thing that I came across in the Counterparty subreddit, which is the top story of however, like, I don't know, 100 people. No, okay, 350 people who subscribe to the Counterparty Reddit is somebody made an asset on Counterparty called Penis. And he's like, hey, everybody, Penis Counterparty asset can be traded on Master Exchange. I'm giving away Penis. Just comment and have Penis. And if like 30 people were like, yeah, I'd like some Penis, please. And he's like, there you go. Have Penis. And oh my so... So that's how. I like oh, how mature. Reddit, Reddit. What a mature is market so this is. Predictable. <laughs> exactly. Oh my Can you imagine God. this on 4chan? God help us. God help us all. Um, so I have a bone to pick with you, Russ. Thank you for the map coin. <laughs> now I'm going to criticize you. All right. So I have noticed a trend, and I thought about making a counter post, but then I like it went down the page too quickly, and whatever else. So I. I had some issues with Interstellar. I, you know, I didn't think it was the best movie of all time. And if you go to the map report, you can read Russ's excoriating review against Interstellar. <laughs> but I have yep. noticed that you have a tendency to criticize almost every movie that is longer than like two minutes by saying that it's like a snooze fest or a long snore or takes forever <laughs> just because like people aren't getting their lights punched out or something. And I, I went to the well too many times on that one, huh? I think I just think it's like I think it's slightly shallow viewing, which I know you to be, you know, to be capable of more. So I want to Oh, story. He punched <laughs> he punched a passage to India in the face, so you should just be aware of that. Yeah, no. Um, like I just I don't I don't I don't understand the critique. Now I love movies and even like movies that, you know, I mean, I've walked out of like maybe two movies in my life, but, you know, save for the absolute worst movies, even if I kind of don't like a movie, I still generally want it to go on longer because movie going is a fun experience. So I like never personally understand the critique of a movie is too long, but I, I just like, I don't know, man. 
I don't just because the movie's three hours. Like, and I say this in part because while I hated the ending of Interstellar and I thought it had a lot of flaws, especially the ending that almost undermined like the entire viewing experience, I'm not sure I have ever been so riveted like consistently by a movie like ever. Like, I was like, I got a headache from like craning my neck and sitting on the edge of my seat for so long. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's great. I, I, I mean. I, here's the thing. I probably only ever write negative reviews when I blog about them because rarely does a movie that's good or pretty good just uh, inspire me to sit down and write 600 to 750 words. Because I'm just like, hey, I enjoyed that. That was great. I'm going to move on with my life now. When I'm okay. really frustrated with something, I'm more likely to I think this tells like, us a lot about your personality. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good winner, bad loser. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. When the this. movie wins, I'm like, yeah, that was as yeah. it should be. Great movie. Perfect day. Then I watch Interstellar and I'm like, you have failed me, Nolan. I would punish you on the internet. Um, so that's probably why you get more okay. negative reviews out of me. In terms of that it, it long, I mean, that wasn't really the core of my complaint about the movie. It was just me realizing that I'm now bashing Interstellar. So let's pile on and just really go for it. And one of the aspects of it was that I thought it for for what it was trying to accomplish, especially at the end, which seemed to me a very, very artificial kind of weaving of parallel narratives in a very like Christopher Nolan is going to execute his formula come hell or high water kind of way. Um, and I thought it was really forced. And t- to me, that made the end of the movie seem longer. Fair enough. Because you could see it coming. You're like, he got this script from his brother, and he's like, this is a really interesting script. But is there a twist? Does does Houdini pop out at the end? Like a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie? And like, how can we make that happen in this movie that needs not that not at all? So M-Nex That's interesting, because I think that like my biggest complaint by far about Christopher Nolan always has been that he just like pastes on totally unnecessary action, which I feel like is sort of related to your critique of like, I was bored. Nobody got hit in the face. And like, I, and this was like the first movie ever that Nolan has made that like, there's not a random stupid fight scene for absolutely no reason other than like, Oh, requisite checkbox fight scene. Like there kind of is almost that tension where like, he's off and burning the fields. And then like, it's inexplicably resolved by a hug of like, but I, I saw dad and for reasons you'll never believe and it's all okay. Give me a hug. You will no longer care that I was about to run off with your family and I burned your cornfield. Um, so like that didn't make any sense. I hope Greg's seen the movie by the way, because otherwise I haven't, but uh, this, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to, it's all right. I don't Sorry. know if spoilers are going to, if spoilers are going to buy it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. not hundred percent okay. sure this would be Just my thing. Get anyway. in the black hole and then yeah, listen to the spoiler alert. And then you'll know that you shouldn't listen to the, yes, and yeah. I, I think honestly, this is like, going to cost you some Mepcoin story. I'm just <laughs> letting you know right now. In we should find in each Emo, other. That would be in hilarious. Emo court. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think. Oh, uh, oh, the other reason that I felt the need to critique it so harshly was because I had such high expectations for the movie. Given that I love Christopher Nolan movies, I love Stanley Kubrick, I love hard sci-fi. That arguably I have exceedingly overly high expectations for a movie like that and so that's also that why I'm like makes you know, sense. disappointing yeah I mean high expectations are the enemy of like everything and are the creation of like every bad review ever like no one is like I went to this movie that I knew would be terrible yep. it was it's, it's been a big actual discussion in the game industry um, with two games recently 
um, where there's been a lot of discussion of the hype machine and what's been worth it or not. Depression and the two ga- test and... No. Yeah, yeah, exactly, no. Um, the first one is Assassin's Creed Unity, which if any of you are following this a little bit, um, Assassin's Creed Unity is getting hammered because the game was clearly released before it should have been. Um, there are these crazy bugs involved, like in glitches with like faces disappearing. Polygon is a big fan of showing the non, the, just the eyeballs floating in a face because that's not nightmare fuel um, and things like that. So Polygon's big on that. But you it's know, like, like the like, faces on MVP 2005. Uh, you remember the original yes. faces? The like platonically perfect <laughs> baseball game, except that everyone looks like they just came out of like a heroin binge and, <laughs> exactly. and were undead. But, exactly. But this is worse time. because it literally is just eyeballs. Balls and oh, like a okay. no, it's like really, really scary because something's not rendering correctly. Anyway, oh, fair enough. Um, but they really, really botched it terribly, right? And part of what they talked about was the fact that they had like even created these like review embargoes and all this stuff. Um, and so a lot of people said that was because they didn't want people to know that this is you know a disaster. And now they're going to patch it and whatever else, and they'll probably come out of it okay because they you know Ubisoft is a big company now. But it their stocks took a major hit and like a lot of problems happened. And part of it was the hype, right? Because building up to it was like, you're in the French Revolution and you're an assassin who can like alter the course of history. And it's like the same formula that caused me to love Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Assassin's Creed Revelations because I'm like, yeah, I would like to be in Renaissance Italy and like affect the movement of history over time. You know, that's um, that's amazing, right? It doesn't seem I, like and, it would appeal to you, actually. And hang out with Machiavelli. I mean, like, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my jam, right? Right. So that's, the hype was like way, way over board and that's causing that's sort of costing problems on the other end of the spectrum you have a game like shadow of mordor which was a triple a title and which was you know but it was sort of way under the radar in terms of like the release information about it and again it also had a review embargo and people were like oh god it's not showing the reviews that means something and then it came out and it was very good like surprisingly good and people were like what like and they were like the lore is and obviously you guys know i was going to get this because it's tolkien like obviously and and so it was and the lore was exceptionally good and was actually like very well built in and in fact the tolkien estate signed off on the specific use of the lore that was being done in the and it was an example of a game that and it and it like became this massive success largely because people were like this is gonna suck and it's like actually does not suck um, and so battling the hype machine and, and like having the PR sort of savvy to go, this is a game that we want to under hype and over deliver, or there is no way to under hype this game. So we might as well go all in and tell you that it will redefine gaming because people are going to hate how it missed expectations regardless, but they'll still buy it in large quantities because of the amount of hype. You know what I mean? Like there's an art mm-hmm. to how much you over hype or under hype a game. And that's, I don't know. It's becoming a big issue now. You know what I hear is really going to suck. Mapcoin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what possible use could that have? There's going to be a review embargo on it. Yeah. This this never happened, okay? Like, if you were going to deny all existence of Mepcoin or shows relating to it. Uh. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. The possibilities are endless, you guys. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm telling Bitcoin. you, I'm impressed. We can I'm... make treasure hunts for Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> treasure hunts. We We're going to get the one guy wandering across the beach using his metal detectors like, I haven't found anything. I don't know where the map coin is. You could so. crowdfund like protest campaigns against blue emu oil. Yes. That's With a map good coin. Call. Yeah. And then we could, in an incredible act of ironic karma, buy out blue emu with Mepcoin and so shut, shut the company down, down immediately. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm talking about. 
the possibilities are endless, people. And uh, I think it'll give us a good uh, thing for our listeners to listen to, to, to sort of you know conjure with that idea, folks. We want you to think about this over the next week, um, because believe it or not, we have come to the end of an hour. So I want you guys to think over the next week about how you can contribute to the growth of MEPCoin in the world um, and how we can do it without us somehow ending up on the wrong side of the law. So if you guys can figure that out, those don't, things, don't really censor yourself. Yeah, don't censor yourself. We'll take really all ideas. Funny. Yeah, we'll take all ideas, especially Russ will. If you have a legal idea, send them to Russ at MepReport.com. <laughs> the legal ideas should come to story and Greg at, at MepReport.com and uh, we'll we'll make sure to use our $2 million to buy him out. Um, thank you guys as always for listening. Let us know what you think about MepCoin and um, yeah, may the emu soar. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, well, the last time I Silver saw old man, he knew him better. He was chasing a female, he knew him better. As he shot past, I heard him say, She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pits of a kangaroo. But I don't She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pants of a kangaroo. Well, there is a moral to this ditty, um, ba da 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 Frost can sing, but he ain't pretty, um, ba da 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 Duck can swim, but he can't sing, nor can the eagle on the wing. Emu can't fly, but I'm telling you, he can round the pits of a kangaroo. Well, the kookaburra laughed and he said, it's true, um, ba da 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 